1: Welcome to The Broad Experience, the show about women, the workplace, and success. I'm Ashley Milne Tite. This week, we're looking at a topic that's being hotly debated at the moment women and technology, and why so few women work in this sector. Three quarters of the technology workforce is male, yet women are avid users of technology, especially social media. We start with Vivek Wadwa in Silicon Valley. Vivek began his career as a computer programmer, but now heads academics and innovation at Singularity University and is a fellow at Stanford Law School. He studies entrepreneurship. Two years ago, he was at a technology conference with his wife when she pointed something out.
2: She said to me, Vivek, do you notice that uh, we haven't seen any women on stage? (laughs) And she was right. There were only two two, uh, women or three women who had been on stage, and uh, one of them was a circus performer. And it it occurred to me that something is wrong over here. Something is missing.
1: So he started researching the topic and writing about it. He was not prepared for what came next. A lot of men in the industry and the venture capital community were furious.
2: The uh, personal attacks, uh, the nasty emails. uh, I mean, it was just a barrage of negative, nasty, you know, horrible, you know, emails and commentary. A couple of my VC friends told me about comments that their uh, uh, partners had been making, saying, hey, uh, who is this uh, Vivek guy? What's his agenda? Is he trying to get laid? I mean, is that why he's here in Silicon Valley? I mean, yeah, disgusting comments like that.
1: He says these guys were outraged at his suggestion that the lack of women in the industry was a problem. One man wrote the idea of women in tech was as ridiculous as the idea of male strippers. Vivek says he began looking into this because he researches America's competitiveness. And he says if half the population isn't taking part in technical innovation, America is hobbling itself economically. He says women can conquer the tech world just as Indians rose up the technology ranks from engineers to CEOs in one generation.
2: Attitudes can be changed. It just means that the the first set of women who achieve success have to pull others behind them. And uh, accept the fact of the problem. First, you have to admit to the problem. You don't go around uh, saying that, hey, women who who complain have a chip on their shoulder. Or, well, we, you know, we shouldn't uh, raise this issue because we don't want special treatment and all this other nonsense. You have to admit it to the problem. Look at the data.
1: According to the National Center for Women in Information Technology, just 11% of executives at Fortune 500 tech companies are women. In 2009, 18% of undergraduate computer science degrees went to women back in 1985 it was 37%. I got into this more with two women who work in tech. Gina Trapani is an app developer as well as an author and founder of the blog Lifehacker. Ada Bernier is a 26-year-old web developer who runs her own company and is starting another, Skillcrush, to make building websites more appealing to the uninitiated, particularly women. Ada and I are both studying on CUNY's entrepreneurial journalism program. We sat down in the studio at CUNY while Gina joined us on a rather scratchy phone line from California. Gina, first. And I think a lot of people listening may think, OK, so there are a few women in the technology field, relatively few women. Why does it matter?
3: Well, as a woman who works in tech, it matters to me a lot because most of the time I'm the only woman in the room. But I also think it matters because it affects the products that we make and the technology that becomes available. I think that, uh, you know, homogenous teams make homogenous products. And especially now today, when we're seeing technology or consumer technology move into social networks and apps that help people connect, you know, women have a lot of really
1: important input into that. Ada, what about you?
0: Um, Well, I would say, I mean, I would second all of Gina's points. And then I would add that I think also from the other standpoint, it's really important for women to feel comfortable with the technical fields because technology has become such an important part of our everyday life. I think if any one of us were to uh, document how much time we spend interacting with different aspects of technology, we'd be probably quite horrified (laughs) to realize that it's a very high percentage of our daily lives that goes into interacting with these products. And it's just it's so important for women's empowerment and their sort of ability to feel agency in the world, to have an understanding of those products and not be afraid of them and see them as something that they can um, have, you know, they can be more than just consumers of.
1: That makes perfect sense. As someone who's basically scared of technology, I'm already feeling pretty guilty about my own ineptitude, or should I say lack of agency. I'm that person you'll see sitting in front of the screen going, why is it doing that thing? But why do so few women take this career path?
0: I really do believe that we have a marketing issue, which is just that women are told, you know, through every aspect of popular media that this is for nerdy guys. The tech industry has an image problem. And I think that that has an incredibly powerful effect on
1: women. Gina agrees. She started learning programming languages when she was a kid and loved it. But when she went to high school, she dropped that part of her life completely. She got back into tech by accident when she was studying English at college.
3: I needed a job. I I had to pay the bills. I needed a job on campus. I didn't have a a car. There was jobs on campus in the computer lab. And the first thing that I said when the person in the career office said, hey, there are jobs in the computer lab that help desk support, I said, oh, but I don't know anything about computers, which was absolutely untrue because I was programming basic when I was 9, 10 years old. But it had been so many years that I just it wasn't something I identified with. And she said, don't worry, they'll train you.
1: They did, and she fell right back in love and became a computer science minor. But Gina knew something else about technology. She could make a good living, something she wasn't going to do with her poetry. Overall, both she and Ada are optimistic that more and more women will enter the field and make it much less of a boys' club.
0: We have an economy that's been in a recession, and there's very little job growth, except for in one sector, which is technology, where there is an enormous amount of job growth. And, you know, I work with a lot of news media clients, and they're all hiring right now. And they're so – basically, the entire tech industry is dying for talent, and the biggest pool of untapped talent in America is women. And the thing that's amazing about tech is that the truth is, like, the barriers to entry are relatively low, especially in consumer-facing technology products. There are so many different ways to contribute. I think women are primed for it. I think they just need to get pushed over that hurdle.
1: One big attribute women can bring, Gina says, is traditionally feminine skills, skills she says tend to get short shrift.
3: The one thing that I kind of wish that every article that advised women to be more aggressive and to be more self-promotional and and all those other things is also that I wish that they affirmed typically feminine characteristics as well. Empathy, communication, collaboration, relationship building are all very important skills in today's workplace, and those are an advantage. And and those are skills that, that you should kind of promote and point out.
1: She says these skills are particularly important in tech because so much of the work today is about developing technology that connects human beings to one another. I'll post some links about all this on the show's website, that's thebroadexperience.com. We had engineering help this week from Chad Bernard at CUNY Journalism School. That's the broad experience for this week. I'm Ashley Milne Tite. Thanks for listening. Even on a budget, quality is non negotiable.